was a level headed dancer on the road to alcohol. And I was just a soldier on my way to Montreal. What's up, everybody? Welcome into this week's episode of From Here It's Potable. Um, we were off last week. We uh, we follow our Red Raiders so dearly that they no showed against Oklahoma, and so we no showed on the podcast the following week. Um, but we're back, and uh, we will be talking about the terrible game that happened against TCU this past weekend, and we'll look forward. Look forward, I guess, as if we're excited to the game against Baylor this coming weekend. Uh, so let's get to it. Welcome so, back. <laughs> first impressions, what we saw on Saturday. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess I should say I was being sarcastic. Brandon was sick last week and and I had a bunch of homework due that all kind of culminated in us missing. But um but yeah, it's yeah. good back to be uh, back to back losses. And I wish we were talking about Yeah, exactly. I wish I maybe we I wanted to just take this week off too after what we saw <laughs> on Saturday. What do you think of it? Oh, terrible. I mean, your offensive line, I mean, from the beginning of the game, you allowed five sacks, three to one guy in like, what, the first five minutes of the game. It um, seemed like not all of that. Play. <laughs> yeah. And like, we're supposed to be watching a Henry Columbia scramble around and then he would try to, you know, escape the pocket and then he just gets sacked. So, um, but uh, yeah, it's it's one of it's one of those deals where it wasn't all like we and we talked about it. I think in all of our predictions, we said like the offensive line is going to be a problem. Um, yeah, it ha- it's it's almost like it gets worse every week, which is not good. Um, like last year, I thought they started really poorly and got better as the year yeah, went on. I agree with and that. So that yep. kind of gave me hope for this year. Uh, but this year has just been worse and then worse and then worse and so we knew that was going to be an issue uh but the problem is is like i don't think columbia helped them out at all um yeah there were times when there were guys that were open there he he was just like i think he was just gun shy because of last week you know he threw two interceptions they weren't even his fault but they happened and i think they they hurt his psyche as like a first time starter you know i think he was he was a little he wanted to make sure a guy was open and like that's just not always the case. Like you're going to have to throw guys open take some chances sometimes. Um, and so I think, you know, you basically wasted the first quarter uh, yeah. with terrible offense. Like I, I, I noted this in my notes on Yoast uh, column this week, but like I really want to see the stats and maybe I'll do this after the season of like the defense creates a turnover. What does the offense do afterwards? Because I can't, I can barely remember getting a first down off a turnover. And you know, McPherson has that great pick in the end zone. Yep. And then it's two more sacks and a punt, essentially. I was actually going to bring that up about um, not making this so negative because McPherson did open the game pretty strong. Again, he made another play for you, and um, seems like he's been making plays all year. Yeah. And that's probably one of the highlights of the of the season. But yeah, he puts you in a great spot and gets gets a touchback. He saves the touchdown, and then you come back out and just, just typical Texas Tech, you know. And uh, let me see. Yeah, like, like I just I thought the defense played really well. <clears throat> you know, obviously you look at the 
the score. Like, I don't think that game was a 34 to 18 game. You know, I think there was, a, you know, Duggan breaks off those two runs. Yeah. That, yeah. That really kind of make it make the biggest difference in the game. I mean, if you look at this, you take out, you know, his rushing yards, if you even half those, you know, you're talking about a one score game, you know, going back and forth, you know, the entire fourth quarter, uh, probably with punts, not with good plays, but, uh, yeah. um, you know, cause you know, you look at the advanced stats, you know, they're, you know, they didn't really capitalize on scoring opportunities. Tech definitely didn't, they didn't capitalize on any scoring opportunities. You know, both points per play were bad, both estimated points per play were, I mean, like nothing was, nothing about either offense was good. Um, Duggan just made two plays and nobody on Tech's team made two plays, you know? Well, thinking back, like that touchdown to easy at the end of the game, basically that fourth quarter, it seemed like it. No, the one that he, oh, the one he caught. caught. Yeah, the one he caught, the 57-yard. Okay. Yeah. Um, or I guess early in the fourth. I got those confused. But uh, anyways, it, that play seemed so easy to them. And it seemed like mm-hmm. it was so available to them. And you're kind well, of just watching it. Like, that, where, where's that been? Well, no, the whole setup was great. You know, mm-hmm. like you had pre-snap motion. Put your fastest guy – in a jet sweep formation. So the defense has to at least acknowledge that they, you know, and you, you can see it. If you rewatch it, every guy on the second level shifts over that way. And, and like their eyes go to Kashan because if he gets the ball in open space, he's going, you know, I mean, that's, that's what a guy of his speed presents. And, you know, you fake that and you lot, I mean, a great pass by Columbia, great catch and adjustment by Izukama. And, and yeah, you're exact. You're exactly right. You're thinking, where 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 is this offense like that's not a screen that's not a delayed handoff that's Mm -hmm. not a you know a short pass that's not a swing pass that's like creativity with the pre-snap motion and the deep shot you know to to seal it and you're just like why why is that one time a game when you're down (laughs) yeah it makes yeah and it looked it looked effortless too that's why when i when it happened i was like they made that look so easy yeah and you're just like, why? Why weren't you doing this yeah. earlier? Like, no, you're exactly right. And it's, and it's you just you you're left wondering like, why, why wait till the fourth quarter to pull that out of your bag? You know, why not run that after McPherson's interception? You know, or yeah, um, yeah, like, just you know, take them, take your shot. Yeah, and then why are you why are you not running more? I don't I don't I'm not meaning run that same play over and over again, but why are you not getting some pre-snap motion? Why are you not taking some deep shots off of play action? Like why does everything have to be a struggle? Like why why does it have to be like every 12th play you force the ball downfield, you know? Like yeah. put some pressure on the defense. A, a defense that I might add who has given up more explosive plays than just about anybody in the Big 12. Like, they have guys back there in the secondary, but they're not playing well together. Yeah. Um, and so why not test them? That, and I think, that, I mean, Polk – mind-blowing. Because um, Jalen Polk had a big one too, at, yeah. like at the, in the first quarter. Well, and that was I mean, another creative one. That yeah, was where I mean, they acted like they were looking back for the play, mm-hmm. and they snapped it and to catch the defense you know, off guard. And it's just like, 
Yes, this is creative. Like, give us more. Like, come on. And then yeah, they like, just fall you're flat. Obviously, like, yeah, you're obviously capable of it. And to me, with the offensive line struggling the way that they, they are, you need 12, 15 of those plays every game where yeah. you're just trying to scheme a big play, scheme a touchdown, like not just execute a base play perfectly, but actually we've seen I mean, TCU is susceptible to this. We are going to run this, you know, like yeah. a specific, we are trying to hit a shot here play. And Cliff would do that, right? He would scheme. Oh, that was Cliff's whole off. That, that, and that's how he would sometimes reach a bowl game. <laughs> that was I Cliff's mean, entire offense was plays, you know, and it, this offense is more of a system. Mm-hmm but you're just not running it well right now because your offense, it's built on a downhill running game. And when your offensive line can't necessarily block for that, what do you do now? You know? And I think yeah. that's the struggle that Yost is in, but I mean, you know, Baylor's not going to roll in here on Saturday and feel sorry for him. You know, you got to no. figure something out. And uh, I'm really scared about Saturday. I don't know. Like, I mean, I have friends and buddies that think that they're just going to roll in there and uh, we're going to get a win like pretty easy. And I'm over here kind of just like, uh, I don't I don't think it will. I don't, I don't think it'll be that easy. I don't think Tech can roll into any game and think yeah. they're going to beat anyone. They barely yeah, beat even Houston. I think Madness. even Kansas, I mean, this year at least, like I, I'm still scared about Kansas. Like, oh, And those are your last two yeah. home games. Yeah, no, I, I, would, I am not confident in the least. Te- to me, Tech was better than TCU. Tech is yeah, better yeah. than Baylor. Tech is mm-hmm. better than Kansas. But that doesn't mean I think they're going to win by any means. Yeah. You know, I mean, you just lost by, you know, 38 to 14. 14. To, uh, sorry, 34 to 18 to a team that I think you're better than. You know, so what is it? You know, I don't know what that says. It's not good, you know. Um, but before we move on to Bailey, let's talk a little bit. I want to talk a little bit about – like we know the offense has struggled. We, we yeah. saw Columbia's limitations. We saw the run game, you know, when that when, – when a team really puts the screws down and says, like, you are not doing what you want to do. Tech cannot impose their will. Um, and, I, you know, I didn't think the receivers had a great game. Izukama dropped the one there at the end. Um, they just seemed like non-existent. But I think a lot of that is just because TCU was sitting on everything short. They're basically saying, you know, you're not hitting these slants. You're not hitting these hitches. You're going to, you are going to have to go over the top and tech just refuses to do that. But anyway, I was trying to get to the defense because I think the defense played well. I think they gave you every chance to win. Like they have given you every chance to win most of the year. And it's very unfamiliar territory for a tech fan, but I think the offense has let you down. Yeah, and I think you mentioned it earlier about the offensive line uh, last year where they just improved, and that's the defense this year as a whole, which is, um, you know, awesome to see. But uh, like I said earlier, I mean, Zach McPherson has been the guy in the secondary for you this year. And um, I think, uh, what was his name? Eric Monroe. We, we haven't seen him give up too many plays, I guess, but he hasn't made plays. He's been solid. But, but earlier in the year, he was kind of just getting picked at. and Yeah. He was he was getting lost sometimes. So it looks like he's gotten it down. Colin Schooler obviously has gotten it down, and um, you know obviously losing guys, your D line losing Howard and all those guys, I guess pregame or whenever they went down, um, was going to be a challenge for you anyways. Especially when you just rush yeah. three and you're, you're losing Eli Howard. But um, I think Tyree Wilson, all these you know these transfers that are here, are kind of you know starting to finally fill their grooves and 
are st- finally starting to be used the way that Wells wants to use them and Patterson. But um, but yeah, I agree with you. They've been improving, I think, every every week or at least consistent a little bit. Yeah, and, and that's the deal. Is like in modern college football, very rarely is a defense going to win you games. Yeah. You know, that's just not the way it works. But, you know, they – a good defense gives the offense every chance to win. And I think, you know, the Texas defense has, has done that. You know, like what would we have done for this defense when Cliff was calling plays? You know, mm-hmm. like we would have killed for this defense. And so um, if they continue to do that, you will be – you will have a chance in every game. Unfortunately, if your coach decides to kick a field goal on second <laughs> down, you will I was waiting not for this. have a chance. You will not have a chance in any game, um, because I don't know. I don't know if you want to just go sorry. on that subject already. Yes, I, but you yes. you said something earlier on the board under under um, Hunter's thread. Yeah, the biggest issue has been those game in game decisions. There's no consistency, and I thought you said that right. Of like, it's yeah, one it, game. You know, he throw he he doesn't throw the ball in the end zone. One he like and yeah, it's just like you wrapped it up perfectly when I read that. Yeah, it's basically, you know, like when you think of all these coaches who are really big into analytics and, you know, who go for two and who, you know, kick onside kicks and who go for yeah. on fourth down, the reason they do that is because the the math eventually will add up to help you out. You know, like if you do it enough, you will eventually reach a point where even if you fail a few times, mm-hmm. overall, you are getting more out of you know, going for it or going for two or whatever. But when you're inconsistent on deciding when to go and when to not go, like when you don't have a system that you follow, when you do it all out of like, how are you feeling in that moment? That's when the math no longer works because the math is based off sample size. Like you have to do it enough and do it consistently in order for the math to work in your favor. And that's my biggest issue with Wells and his in-game decisions is it just seems completely random yeah you know (laughs) i even get i even get the idea like i was watching the the game by myself because i'm a crazy person and i don't really like being around people because it pisses me off but um (laughs) i i was i was thinking to myself you know it's not the worst thing if you get stopped here because you're going to need three anyway and you have all three timeouts Mm. um what I never imagined was that you would stop yourself, <laughs> you know, like, and, and Hunter did a good job of pointing it out is, uh, you know, so let's, you, let's just say you are going to kick the field goal early. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to do it on third. You're going to do it. Before third down. You, yeah. You're going to do it before you get stopped. Okay. So first you don't do it on second down. Yeah, like it makes no sense. At least you know, throw and a second fade. and four. Like. Yeah, throw a fade <laughs> to the end zone. You know, no. take one more shot to the end zone. Um, so that's one. You don't do it on second down. Two, you don't do it with a running clock because the whole yeah. point is you're trying to save time so you can get the ball back in order to go score. And so he, you know that we we made that decision after a running play so the clock is running you know so you are you i think hunter said you you ran off uh 13 of the remaining you ran off about 22 seconds yeah you ran off 22 seconds okay 
And so you, you didn't even do that part right. If if you're going to do if you if you're going to do this, you spike it the ball. You either throw it into the end zone to where only Vasher can catch it, or you spike it to save that time. So again, another thing you do wrong there. And and then of course, if you you know if you're going to go by the I'm never a guy who says you go by the analytics 100% of the time because there is a point of game and feel. Yes, yes. And so part of that that goes into it is Trey Wolf has not been good. No, yeah, he just got he, benched. He didn't, I mean. He, yeah, he did make a kick earlier this game, but it wasn't pretty. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, it was sideways. It was, it was like, it looked a lot like that kick that you won in Fort Worth with a couple of years ago. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, but... And so, and and then what I posted too that to me is the thing that really just irked me the most is like when you're losing a basketball game, the reason you foul is because you try to extend the game as long as possible in order to give yourself a better chance to win. Um, Kicking a field goal there and missing it ends the game. The game's over. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, and, to, and that's the biggest thing, like the reason, you know, what, so you're, you're running your defense out there, game over, you know, you, you just lost the game because you made this decision and it went and it wasn't executed. Um, and, and so like, it would have been so much easier to say, you know, let's say you, you take two, you two shots at the end zone and you it's fourth and four, you know? Okay. Yeah. You know, kick the field goal. And if at that yeah. point, if you kick the field goal and miss it, Nobody's questioning anything because again, mm-hmm. you needed you needed that three anyway. Um, but every step in that decision process, it's concerning <laughs> that yeah. no red flags came up in Matt Wells's head. Because I think mm-hmm. nobody's arguing the line of thinking. Everybody understands that you need a field goal at Was some point. Were they down by ten? Were they down by ten at that point? Nine. Still? They were down by nine. Nine. nine that's nine, another yes. thing people are people are upset about was him going for two, but. To me, I mean, a lot of people do that. I'm not worried about that. Yeah, Hunter it's, explained it. Like, the NFL teams even do that because – Yeah, it's the same reason you go you go for two when you're up seven. Yes. Instead of kicking the field goal to make it eight. Yeah, it's just the thing to do now, the math. Put the Again, game the out. math yeah. works in your favor. But it's just – it's concerning that this is stacked on – a bunch of in-game decisions, you know, where he didn't know the down against Texas, where he called yep. that timeout early. Were a bunch, of, you know, last year, how many fake field goals did we call that were poorly timed and executed? Mm-hmm. You know, like there, there are just all of these in-game decisions where you're just, you just, you know, the the pooch kick against Texas. Where you, yeah. And so, you know, here's another one, the most egregious one yet. And I, you know, I just ran down a laundry list of things that should have sent off red flags in Matt and Wells' head. this one's probably the and biggest it, one. Like, yeah, and no red – and nothing. You know, Tom Riddell, who is the special teams coordinator, you know, I don't see why he's not saying, like, no, 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 not yet. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to bring up. I, it's, as well it's as has baffling. that final decision. Right. You know, I've been yeah. on headsets where we've mm-hmm. been trying to figure out what to do yeah, And it is, yeah. a, you know, it, yeah, the, you're right. The head coach has the final say, but it's, you know, since when I was the offensive coordinator, I was in charge of when are we going for two, when are we kicking? Yeah. And so, you know, I would say the chart says this, you know, the, here are the percentages on the chart. And, you know, but it was an ultimately the head coach's, I, you know, 
he's going to yeah. say yes or no. And so it's like, why wasn't Tom Riddle saying, like, coach, it's second down. The clock's running. You know, I then you got to trot him out there and you got to so, waste all that time. And like, what have it yeah. like, what happened? I mean, yes, running clock and then you miss it and the game's mm-hmm. over. You don't even, have, you, you don't even have a chance, you know, but you got to think because that he, he was already oh, thinking that, right? right? Thinking what? Like on that, on that first down play, he's already thinking I'm <sighs> kicking it on second. Like, cause he, he's, you're a play ahead. You should be. I would think so, but it just, I was, I was so confused when it happened. And here's another thing we haven't even mentioned. It. You had all three of your timeouts. All three. So even, so you go down. Let's say it takes you another minute to score a field goal. You know, you still, you are, you know, you still are going to force TCU to pick up a first down because you have all three of your timeouts. Three and they haven't, other than Duggan, they weren't able to run the ball and they definitely yeah. weren't able to throw the ball, you know? And so it's like, why not? I just, I could, I am nearly speechless. I am speechless after talking for like <laughs> 10 straight minutes. But the um, Hunter just texted us actually. It's like those... he's, um, it's like he's listening to us. Oh no. What did he yeah, say? He said, um, the worst part about us kicking on second down, and this might only apply to me, but is I'm going to spend hours trying to find another example of another team doing that. Like you're going to go out and try to find like, yeah, know, but you're not going to be able to two with more than two minutes left. No. Yeah, and that was the deal. Is is like initially Hunter? I know when we were in our initially Hunter said like, yeah, Hunter said teams do this, and I was not in the mood, as Michael Scott would say, to be trifled (laughs) with. And so like I texted back, I was like, I was like, yeah, you you see teams do this, not on second down, not with three timeouts, not with three minutes left, not with the clock running. Like you can list all of again. Why did none of these things bring you know? trigger red flags in mm-hmm. any of the coaches head to, to say hey hey what are we doing <laughs> yeah. you know? or even like, the players even like yeah. trey wolf maybe like hey like yeah i'm not ready for this. like i'm not ready for this just take a shot just take a shot or spike it like you said just or just give yeah. me the right placement for my kick like yeah it, like, it run, seems like yeah, no run. no communication was yeah. there it's it's baffling and i feel bad for the players because, I was going to say, like, when if you're a player, I feel like you should just have some input and just be like, listen to your play. You're not out there playing the game. I mean, it, he, he's trying to play the analytics game, but like, I guess. But like you said, it's more of a feel and like, and, and you're playing and, a game. And then, you know, Wells mentioned after the game that Trey Wolf is hurt. Something like that. Yeah. It's dinged and, up. And, which makes the, 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 the decision even worse. Yeah. Somehow. Like, <sighs> and then announces today that Garibay is the kicker. Yeah, and so, yeah, like, now we're going to replace it. Yeah, it because sounds really like that could go. Ready. Yes, that could go to the fourth down call early in the game when you're losing, you know, uh, ten to nothing. It's fourth and two. Uh, you know, you're you're driving it in. You're on the nine yard line, and I would. To me, it's like if you trust Wolf to make this kick, you kick it because games. At it, or in Fort Worth against TCU have been yep. low scoring affairs. So I'm I'm getting those points in the first half. Uh, and so I'm thinking, okay, they went for it. I don't really like the play call, but that's beside the point. They went for it. That that tells me that tells me they didn't trust Wolf. 
Okay, yep. got it. They don't trust them. Then, <laughs> you know, <laughs> they trot him out there at the end of the half. <laughs> he nails it, and you're like, okay, so he couldn't have made like a chip shot earlier. And then he goes for another chip shot and misses it, you know? And it's just like, yeah. not only, it's just like the lack of consistency is not only a Coach Wells decision-making thing, but it's just all through the roster. It's inconsistency mm-hmm. is just the theme of this program right now. Yeah, and it's just, it's crazy because even Twitter, like that moment in that oh, play, everybody yeah. was like, what are you doing? Yeah, like I follow a bunch of like um, NFL analytics guys just because I find it interesting, especially when I was coaching, you know, I'd get ideas from them. Mm-hmm. And they, most of them are not into college football unless it's the draft. And so they were getting, you know, they were getting these clips from people they follow and just like losing their minds. Just like, what is happening? Like these guys who are like on the on the cusp of, of analytics, like where I, I would – want them to pull back a little bit you know they're they're thinking like what the hell is happening you know like they have yeah. no idea what the what the thought process was or anything and then you just you tune in and you see plays like that and you're just like this texas tech team just seems like you know and that's just like a bad look like the, where i'm coming from oh yeah like, like every they don't red see any raider, of the good no every red raider got text from their friends who are Aggies or Longhorns or, you know, Baylor people, they, they, you all got texts that said, what are y'all doing? LOL. Like yeah. what is happening? LOL. You know, like you had to answer all those questions. She's like, thanks a lot. Matt Wells appreciate that. <laughs> you know, and now I've got an answer for you, <laughs> for you making that decision. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it's something I wrote in my notes on Yost column today, but, and I hate it because you look forward to these games all year, mm-hmm. you know, all through the off season, you slowly, you know, you slowly build up some like, well, maybe we could be all right. You know, yeah. I mean, we're guilty of it, you've been good in Fort Worth. I mean, yeah. in recent times. Yeah. And then you get to about the middle of November and it's like, can we just stop? Do we have to, like, do we have <laughs> to keep playing these games? You know, and it, it just sucks when you look forward to something all year and then by this time you're just like, I don't even want to deal. Like I just, what's, what's the fun? This is supposed to be fun. This isn't supposed fun. To be fun. And then you mix in yes. the Cowboys and all this other, like, oh man. Oh yeah. See, I mean, what saves Jesus. me is I'm a Tottenham fan and they've been good, but I won't bore anyone with that. But anyway, um, let's move on to TCU. Cause I, if, if I'm not careful, I could talk myself into an aneurysm about this field goal decision no, yeah. thing. So, um, Let's look at uh, – we were talking before we started recording about um, Baylor's season. And yes. I, knew they, I knew they were struggling. I didn't realize they were one of four. And then mm-hmm. you pointed out that a lot of their games have been one-score games. And I was thinking, I like the last time I checked, TCU was, you know, beat them by a bunch. Um, Iowa, they just played Iowa State. And then you go yeah. look at the box score and it was like, Sure enough, like TCU was out up early on Baylor, and then they they came back and made it a game, and then uh, they were up twenty one to ten at halftime on Iowa State, and then Iowa State scores twenty one points in the third quarter to you know to to kind of salt that one away, um, you know, and then I watched the Baylor West Virginia game, the the overtime game, and I mean that was just you know that was just it was early and um, early in the season, and I think. No, it wasn't Baylor's first game. They played Kansas before, but it, it just yes. it was sloppy. It was 
uh, it looked like a lot of those first couple COVID games. Um, and, you know, West Virginia ended up pulling that out in overtime. Uh, but what's weird is, like, they stomped Kansas, which I guess – They did. They, you know, they beat the crap out of them. I get, and so, I, you know, so I, but I guess maybe Kansas is just worse than usual. But anyway, all that is to say you're better than – you should beat this team. Yeah, you're better than TCU. You're better than Baylor, I think. And, yes. Um, West Virginia barely pulled out a win over the, over the Baylor Bears in overtime. Um, Texas, uh, they never trailed in that game, but um, it ended up only being an 11-point loss. Uh, Charlie Brewer hasn't been this amazing Big 12 quarterback that some people thought he would be this year. And uh, yeah, especially I, last I, week. I kept, yeah, I was afraid that they were going to bench him before we played him because I think that's our best chance. Um, About him? Because I think I think their backups, especially Zeno. Zeno. Mm-hmm. After seeing him in the Big 12 championship game last year, and just you know, Cliff, he was Cliff's number one target. Yeah, he was. Yep, quarterback. Um, you know, I think he's the real deal. And so, you know, I I am glad. I think like that gives us a chance. You know, you know, he gritted out to to Brewer's credit. I mean, <clears throat> he was the biggest reason they won last year in Waco. You know, other than the refs. And so, oh yeah, that play. You know, he just he just kind of gutted out a win, and that's what he does. He just kind of guts out wins. It's just I think his the talent surrounding him this year isn't as good as it was last year, and so it's just yeah, it's harder to do that. And I don't know much about Baylor's um, offense. I don't know if these these receivers are young or not, but um, looks like Tristan Ebner and R.J. Snead have kind of been his targets, his main guys um, going forward. And they average fifteen and a half yards per catch and twenty four yards per catch against Iowa State. Yeah, each with the touchdown. So, yeah, what's crazy is their leading receiver on the season is RJ Sneed with uh, 291 yards. Um, oh, wow. Touchdowns. Um, and he got 93 against Iowa State and right. one touchdown. Yeah. They have not been, I mean, they've, they've been a lot like us offensively. You know, it's, it's looked ugly. Um, it's going to be a close, really, ugly game. Yeah, and really, you know, um, Fedora, their offensive coordinator, his offense reminds me a lot of Yost. So it's kind of funny that they're both kind of struggling some. Um, but it's, you know, it's a game that you should win. But I, I said that about Kansas State. I said that about uh, uh, last week, you know, in TCU. And so saying that you should win is, I don't know, means doesn't mean anything. Yeah, and this is your first game back um, hosting them since you uh, I do like that. T Stadium. So, um, and they lead the series 39-38 and one. They took oh, the lead last year that's a, in the that's all-time. A, I do yeah. not like that. So, uh, yeah, you, but – You got to write that uh, shit. Let's see. What else? I'm just looking at some game notes here because, I mean, this game is just looking like it's set up to be a real – just ugly close game. I mean, I don't know how else to maybe explain that, but I think whoever makes the final mistake is going to end up losing this game because I feel like there's going to be a lot of mistakes in this game. Yeah, they're just it's going to be clean. one of those, It's not going to be a clean game. No, it's one of those deals where a def, you're probably going to have a weird defensive touchdown. One, yeah. you know, either us or them. You're going to have a special teams touchdown. Probably them. I don't give our special teams any chance to do anything positive. Um, and so it's basically like who – it's not who's going to go out there and win the game. It's 
who's going to go out there and lose the game? Yeah. You know, to me, that's what it is, is you know, because Iowa State through or Baylor's defense forced Iowa State into three picks, but Brewer threw two, you know, yeah. so kind of nullified that almost. And um, it, you know, I, it's just, I will say like TCU was able to run the ball on Baylor really well. You know, Barlow had 117, Zach Evans had 81. And so if, if, Tech's offensive line can get itself together enough to get Thompson and White going a little bit. I mean, that that to me seems like it could be the difference because then Columbia can work off the play action. He can, you know, hit those quick RPOs if those linebackers are having to respect the run, which they weren't against TCU. Um, so I think just like every game, you know, recently it's come down to how bad is your offensive line going to be? Is it going to be passable or is it going to be – so bad that you're going to have to overcome it. And if it's so bad that you're going to have to overcome it, I don't think you can win, even against yeah. Baylor. And their defense, looking at just the one total defensive number, they are way better than I thought they were, nationally ranked and Big 12 ranked. They're sixth in the Big 12. I mean, they allow 369.8, so 370. Um, yeah. Still sixth in the Big 12, but 41st nationally. Yeah. Um, I think that kind of that kind of goes dead to last. Spot. Say that again? And we're dead last. So, oh, in the good. Big 12. Great. And I was just talking about how great our defense is. <laughs> That's deranged tech fan right there. Um, but I think that's part of that is the style they play. I don't yeah. – it's not – you know, they are they, – they want to, like, out physical and, you know, they want to be – you know, they don't want to be the typical what everyone thinks of with Big 12 teams where you're, you know, you're having all these ridiculous um, – possession numbers and play numbers they don't so I think that helps that a little bit because to me it's kind of like West Virginia like we saw they were ranked better than Baylor is but that doesn't mean they're necessarily good would you wouldn't wouldn't you say yeah yeah I'd say that I'd agree with that Uh, well you know I think uh, it's gonna I think it's gonna be the offensive line what are you thinking looking at as just like what's something you think Tech's gonna have to do to win like to me like I think they're gonna have to run the ball yeah. What are you looking at? I was going to actually piggyback off of that and continue talking about that running game because looking at the numbers, uh, Sir Roderick's been pretty, pretty good against Baylor. He had a career high 153 last year, two touchdowns. Yeah. Um, it matched the most rushing yards of Red, by a Red Raider against Baylor dating back to 2000. So, um, I mean, That's it not- seems like he has his number. He, he has Baylor's number. It's yeah. just the fact that, well, you may, like you said earlier, who's going to lose the game? Right. So, um, and I think, and I think Xavier White is, I mean, that whole running back group. I think they can kind of take advantage of it. But I think Sir Roderick's going to be a big, big time um, player in this game, at least. And I think Kashawn Carter needs to have another kind of like how he had for some reason he just outperforms Texas all the time. Um, somebody <laughs> kind of needs to find their way against Baylor. I think T.J. Vasher actually, now that I think about it, has, has had some really good success against uh, Baylor in the past. But um, yeah, yes. I think like yeah, like you said earlier, I think it's just the offense. I think your defense pretty much can can hold. I mean, we've seen it, especially against this Baylor offense and Charlie Brewer, and I'm not too worried about that. It's just will your offense be able to move the ball and will you take your shots and not, you know, like uh, like we saw TCU, like you said, kinda, you know, sit sit down and kind of, you know, take away the that short pass game. 
Um, yeah. We'll see if they if they do that. But I wanted I just want to see them take take shots down the field, and I think that gives you a chance. I mean, just go down those plays. Yeah, yeah. Go down swinging. You know, yeah. like what's what do you have to lose? You know, this, this season's is one been of weird. Your, this is one of your two last games that you can actually win because I'm not giving them a chance two weeks against Oklahoma State in Stillwater. Oh, no, I, but uh, Baylor, I mean, Kansas. I, I think we match up well. I think well. I think Wells matches up well, but we'll get there when we get there. Yes, yeah. uh, but uh, Baylor and Kansas. I mean, that's your last two games at home. I, and you tell me earlier in the season, I, would, I take those as wins. I will tell you, you know, at home, the the first offensive drives are nearly always touchdowns. Like, oh yeah, yeah. I think they, they have the ball been. And, just march. and so, like, if you can get a touchdown, stop. Touchdown. You get up fourteen. 10 I like our chances. I mean I Yeah, they're um I just four think if four. you can force Yeah, and I don't know why I can't duplicate that on the road, but if you yeah. can if you can t- take the ball, either get a stop, take the ball and score or take the ball and score and get a stop and force Baylor to have to come back, get a two two score lead somehow, you know, I just I like Texas chances. I just think I don't think I think Baylor's a lot like us. Like I don't think they they present you present you with a ton of things offensively to worry about, and I think they can be taken advantage of defensively. And it's like I said, it's just who is going to make the more critical error? Who is going to make the biggest mistake? And both of these teams have shown the ability to do both of those <laughs> to make the error, to make the mistake. So, I, I mean, it's going to be. And I can't imagine watching this game if you're not a Tech fan or a Baylor fan. Like, what what's wrong with you? You know, like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is, it is yeah. not going to be fun. It is not. It is not going to be good football. Saturday wasn't good football. That wasn't fun to watch. No. So, uh, this is, and this is going to be worse. I think. Yeah. So. Yeah, me too. I think it's gonna be pretty bad. I so, do not see this one being pretty at all. Or, no. man, I think people are just gonna be glowing endorsement we are giving. <laughs> people are just gonna. Be drunk the whole time, and the game's gonna be drunk too. <laughs> yeah, maybe it'll be fun. That's a, yeah, maybe you know, it will. It'll just maybe. be like one of those like fun, ridiculous, terrible football games. But whatever, I'm gonna watch it, even though I'm not expecting much. You know, I'm gonna yeah. watch it because, like you said, this could be the last. This could be uh, one of the the last few chances you really have to get a win. So, and maybe let's get, get this up thing to- back on the right track. Two and five in Big Twelve play, and three and five overall. And one more win, you get a bowl game, even though everybody gets one. But still, actually, it's yeah. kind of sad. I was looking at bowl projections, like yeah, they were just updated on ESPN, and I controlled F because I couldn't find Texas Tech, and yeah, they don't even have us. Like Baylor's not there either. But yeah. then you had like teams like West Virginia, and you're just like, you know, you beat them, and then a normal year, you know, they wouldn't. Yeah, you know, they'd be they'd be fighting their way to make a bowl game, but. Uh, but yeah, a little sad note there because I didn't even we didn't even make like the corn dog bowl or anything. Sad state of affairs, as we've known. <laughs> uh, yeah, so but the butt game's gonna be fun. So ugly fun. We got yeah, we've got to get we've got to get the butt trophy back in Lubbock, even up that series. We can't have Baylor yeah. having the edge on us for much longer. But like I said, it'll be fun, or it might be fun. It'll definitely be ugly, but. Yes. Takes a chance, you know. And just... um, looking at this, it's supposed to rain Friday, apparently, here. I mean, there's like a slight chance. 
I was going to say, and, I'll uh, believe it when I see it. Yeah, yeah. And then other than that, Saturday looks like it's just going to clear up. But a 3 p.m. kickoff, I was just wondering how the weather was going to be because it looks like it might be windy. But <laughs> Well, no rain and windy. So thank you yeah. for the, the annual Lubbock forecast, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is true. <laughs> Unless there's a big storm coming in, you never know. You never know. Yes. But uh, that's true. But, but I'm excited I'm to see Baylor. I've never Baylor. seen a. I've never seen Baylor in Lubbock. So, yeah, Perfect. I think that's so. the fact that we've been so good. Like we've been uh, so good. We've been better offensively at home. That's something that I hadn't thought about until just now. I th- and I, I think that is important. I think that matters. Um, and you know, so we'll just. I think that could be the difference. I think I think us being at home and our track record of being able to score better at mm-hmm. home, I think that that might push us over the top. But I also I say that, and I also would have never suspected a tech football team to kick a field goal on second down. So <laughs> who knows what I know? Just so, any football anyway. team. Yeah, that's true. So but, um, uh, well, Brandon, I enjoyed it. Enjoyed being back. You got anything yes. else before we get out of here? Um, no, not really. Right. Just I'll be there Saturday, so. Um, be back in the in the booth um, so everyone wave at the press box yes 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 or leave, leave say be. bye before you leave so <laughs> it's always hard to all tell right. who leaves though so because the crowds true. are so small so yes all right man well uh we'll get back at it next week hopefully talking about a win previewing another win hopefully um but let's do it all right brandon talk to you later see you Change my mind if you ever switch it up. Yeah.